0: You're listening to a 1FM podcast. Here we go again, it's that time of the week, and got Steve on the line. How's it going, Steve?
1: Yeah, good, mate. Yeah, it's going along okay. I'm actually talking to you from home this week. Unfortunately, one of the grandchildren's got laryngitis or bronchitis or something, so it's not too good, so we were told to stay away. So I'm at home today.
0: Ah, well, that's good that you're at home, but I hope your uh, grandchild's okay.
1: Yeah, yeah, she'll be all right. She's able to speak to my wife this morning and she was okay but it's yeah, best, best to stay stay home today from school so fair enough
0: oh well uh, get well soon and hope she gets to eat lots of ice cream
1: well i think she'd like that
0: <laughs> yeah, that's okay but
1: how are you yeah, I'm going all right, yes, yes. A quick report on the eye, and the, the right eye's got 20-20 vision now, so that's pretty good, and I'm going to have the other one done in a couple of weeks, so I'll have this fantastic eyesight, Josh. Uh, it'll be, be amazing to see everything again, I must say.
0: Oh, you have much better eyesight than me. I've got glasses on, and I just realised before we start, shall we talk about the footy this week?
1: Oh, you can if you want to, but uh, yeah. Yeah. nothing, to talk, nothing to talk about. I
0: know you're right? a one-eyed horse supporter. How did they go last week? I'm just wondering. Yeah,
1: righto. That's okay. Yeah, that's all right. We're very much under man. And I can truthfully say to you, I was, I was expecting about a, a defeat of about four or six goals as we a bit annoyed about the 10, but anyway, so be it. We, we are where we're at, and you are where you're going, so that's fine.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. I had to sneak a mention on. But anyway, let's go. Who are we got to talk about this week?
1: Well, I think most of the listeners will definitely have heard of this particular gentleman, Del Shannon.
0: Ah, uh, Yeah, I've heard of Del Shannon, and I love Runaway. I loved it when I was a kid.
1: Yeah, it's a great song, and it'll be certainly featured in our music at the end, Josh, that's for sure.
0: Yeah, but tell me more about him.
1: Well, uh, he, Del Shannon was actually born Charles Whedon Westover, W-E-S-T-O-V-E-R, and he was born on the thirtieth of December, nineteen thirty-four, in Grand Rapids, Michigan, to his parents Burton Leon, and And he was the eldest of three children. He had two other sisters, Blanche and Rutan. Now, he grew up idolizing country and western artists such as. Hank Snow and Hank Williams. I think we've mentioned these gentlemen quite a few times in our in our Whatever Happened to segment with other artists. Now he, he initially learned how to play ukulele, which was quite an interesting start to life. But once he bought his he bought his first acoustic guitar for five dollars and at 14 he walked to his local railway station to purchase a new guitar which he put on order and he took this particular guitar everywhere and even his school principal had to allow him time to play in the boys' locker room so he wouldn't distract his fellow classmates. Del Shannon later said that this was where he learnt about how getting an echo sound off the bathroom tiles by setting up an amp on the toilet seat. So that's quite a unique way of finding it out, I must say. He spent plenty of time with his guitar, I can assure you. Now, one little incident which perhaps influenced him later on with his his songwriting, where in his teens he asked a girl out to a senior prom and she actually said yes to him. And then two weeks later she dumped him for someone else. And it put him in a fairly deep depression for quite a while and that was probably the catalyst for many of the songs that he wrote later on which were about hurt, loss and betrayal. Now he was drafted into the US Army in 1954 where he joined a band called The Blue Claims. This was while he was stationed in Germany and he won a Best Musician Award for his guitar playing. And Now after meeting and marrying Shirley Nash who was a local Michigan girl And with his army service ended, they settled down in a place called Battle Creek. Now, this particular place, Battle Creek, was a town best known for its production of food cereals such as Kellogg. Now, after doing odd jobs, he was hired as a guitar player for a group called the Moonlight Ramblers, whose front man, Doug DeMoss, fortunately was a heavy drinker who eventually got fired. But before that, he was a... A very good mentor for Westover. we will call him Westover at this stage because he hasn't changed his name. He's a good mentor for Westover, giving him the opportunity to sing some songs on stage. Now, this particular fellow, DeMott, got fired. Westover became the front man, called himself Charlie Johnson. So he's had a couple of name changes. A bit of common and, and name. A <laughs> <laughs> That's a common name, um, Charlie Johnson. Yeah, Charlie Johnson, yes. I don't know how far you would have got with that one. <laughs> and the band became known as Big Little Show Band. Now, a fellow called Max Crook, an unfortunate name, uh, called Max Crook and, and Westover, they recorded a lot of Westover's compositions. He's right into the songwriting at this stage. And they were sent off to a local record companies who showed absolutely no interest in it at all. Then finally, a DJ by the name of Ollie McLaughlin. It's amazing how many times that DJs or people from radio shows come and listen to these people and have a huge influence on their careers. I think mean, it's happened quite a few times in our stories that I've told. Now, finally, anyway, this fellow, Ollie McLaughlin, he came to the, the Hilo Club where Westover was playing, and he got the two of them a five-year contract for a record label called Talent Artist and sub, subcontracted them to a record company in New York. Westover then became Del Shannon, Now, Del was named after a coupe-de-veal Cadillac that his boss drove, and Shannon after a wannabe wrestler who wanted to use the name Shannon but didn't bother, so Del Shannon decided to take his name. Now, Westover became Del Shannon, and after uh, they went to the recording studio, where, unfortunately, he was very nervous, and, unfortunately, it was very unsuccessful. But the second one where they just before last, just over three hours produced a song called Runaway. A great song. Which was penned by the two of them, Shannon and Crook. Now, after Runaway hit number one, for, uh, this was for four weeks in the US, he quit both his day and night jobs and went to New York and appeared on Dick Clark's American Bandstand, and that's certainly a very influential thing to do. If you get on there, you haven't made it, but you're on the way. Now, he's the manager from... It's very interesting uh, how his manager actually promoted Del Shannon. He promoted him as a 21-year-old single milk-drinking superstar when he was actually 26 years old and married with two children. (laughs) He wasn't allowed to play guitar on stage. He had to snap his fingers like Sinatra, and his wife Shirley was billed as his sister. So I don't know what that was all about, but how he was promoted as. Now, in 1960, April 1961, he returned to Coopersville to receive the keys of the city. But the mayor never showed up because rock and roll was considered very unacceptable. And Shannon ended up playing to a group of people on the back of a flatbed truck with with heavy police protection. (laughs) very strange days back then. Now, I'll just give you a bit of a disc- discography here. When 1961, Del Shannon Runaway was number one in the US, UK, Australia, New Zealand and many other countries. And just repeating that after that, hats off to Larry in 1961. Also, it was five, six, two, and two, respectively. Hey, little girl, 38, two, and 12, and no mention of the New Zealand one. There, US, UK, and Australia. And then Swiss made in 1962. It was only, quite strangely, it was only 64 in the US. But elsewhere in the UK, Australia, and New Zealand, it was two, charted at two, one, and four. Little Town Flirt in uh, 1962 was 12, 4, 1 and 7. And 64, Keep Searching, 9, 3 and 9. Now, those were his biggest tracks. In Australia, he had three number ones, one number two and a number nine. So we certainly loved him out here. And there were a whole lot of other songs after that, but they were less successful and really didn't rate all that well. Now, he then... He had actually, I might add he did, he actually wrote Runaway, Jeep Searching and Hats Off to Larry. So he certainly had a fair bit of influence in the songs that he sang. Now, like many of the artists of the day, this is a typical story run-ins with record companies who claim and claiming lack of royalty payments, disagreements with song choices, and he, plus he had his own issues with alcoholism and gambling, unfortunately. He eventually turned to producing, and is actually responsible for Brian Hyland's Gypsy Woman in 1970, which is a pretty good song. In 1972, he recorded an album which is called Live in England. And that received a favourable critique in which the reviewer compared his falsetto with that of Lou Christie, who sang Two Faces Have I, and another one I just can't think of at the moment, but someone will remind me later on, I (laughs) Say, A 1976 concert at the Roxy Theatre was described by a critic as pure, personal and simple rock and roll, dated but gratifyingly undiluted. In other words, just raw talent. It was just a fantastic concert, in other words. And then the New York Times reviewer described the concert of his in 1982 as an easygoing pop country style. So he certainly could uh, do co- uh, concerts pretty well by the sound of it. Now, in 1990, we're moving right along here because basically the hits had dried up and he was only working at, at concerts, etc., and and writing. In 1990, he recorded with Jeff Lynn of ELO and rumours abounded that he would actually join the Travelling Wilburys after Roy Orbison had passed away. Oh. Unfortunately, that never eventuated as he committed suicide. Oh, that's sad. That's shocking, shocking news. I remember hearing the news and being devastated at the time. On February 8, 1990, having, he had been suffering depression for quite a long time in the years leading up to his passing. Now, what I've got here is it talked about uh, Hall of Fame nominees and all that sort of thing, Josh, before. In this case, he was posthumously inducted to the R&R Hall of Fame in, in 1999. I actually had a look at the ceremony and included Bonnie Raitt. Now, you've heard of Bonnie Raitt, Josh?
0: Yeah, yeah, sort of, yeah.
1: (laughs) And Billy Joel. And Billy Joel did a terrific version of Runaway. Now, if anyone has a look on YouTube, I actually quite enjoyed it. A A very good version of it. And he's also inducted into the Michigan Rock and Roll Legends Hall of Fame also in 2005. Now, also, the Travelling Wilburys actually recorded their own version of Runaway Later as a dedication to him. And my closing comments on this about Del Shannon was memorable songs and never forgotten and counterbalance that, always remembered. Basically saying the same thing, but really meaning that those songs will always live in the memory.
0: Yeah, and yeah, I've liked Runaway since I was a kid. I remember really liking it, dancing to it when I was young.
1: Yeah, and there was also a disco-type version of Runaway, which he recorded later, and I quite like that one too. But we are go- I am going to ask for the original, and I think we'll start off with that one, Josh, if yeah. you not
0: mind. Well, thank you, and here it is. Here's a Runaway by the great Del Shannon. Yeah, it's a brilliant song, a Runaway by is. Del Shannon. Yeah, thanks, Steve. Yeah, it's sad lost so young.
1: Yeah, it's only 55 when he passed, so yeah, it's a fair bit of talent.
0: It would have been uh, interesting if he yeah. had... Been able to join the travelling Wilburies—that would have been good, I think.
1: They were certainly very keen to get him from from the storylines that I've read, and but unfortunately never came to pass. So that would have been a pretty good sound, I reckon.
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean, you can't really replace Roy Orbison's voice, but the uh, new, unique sound with Del Shatton are a good one, I think.
1: Yeah, that's right. Now, the other ones I'm asking for, Josh, are all the ones that people would know, and if you can play them all, that would be great. If you uh, can't, we'll, we'll have to pick a couple out. I definitely would like to Keep Searching, Swiss Made, mention the other two, Hatsop, Delari, and Little Town Flirt. If you can play them all, that'd be great. If you can't, well, just Pick a couple out of the ones you'd like to put in there. That would be great to appreciate. it. Dale Shannon certainly a worthy a worthy person to get a mention in our little segment each week.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, very good. Thanks, Steve. And I've got to ask, did you hear? Have you heard from Merv Benton yet?
1: Merv who? Merv Benton. <laughs>
0: haven't heard from him, I take it
1: uh, Very unfortunate Well, I've sent a couple of messages to Murph congratulating him on his 80th birthday and asking whether he got our podcast Now, I sent one last Friday It would have been his birthday on, on the Saturday our time and I haven't received anything back from that one and I've also sent one this morning So, and I haven't heard back from him again uh, hopefully, hopefully he's all right. Uh, maybe he just doesn't want to pursue this any further, but it would be nice to know if he we got the podcast and did actually like what he heard. That would be nice to receive that. Yeah. So hopefully he's okay, and if if he is, I'll certainly pass the message on to you if I receive something from him.
0: Yeah, no, that's okay. But thanks anyway, Steve, and take care, and hopefully you're always, uh, back to, well, enjoy your 2020 vision.
1: Yeah, it's very nice. When I close one eye, it's pretty good, but when I close the other, the right eye, looking out with the left one, it's not so good. So you certainly notice the difference. I can assure you. I'd be <laughs> very pleased to get the other one done now and get it over and done with. It's very unfortunate that people have got to get cataracts before they can have this this actual stuff done these days. It's, you yeah. got to get the my age, Josh. So yeah. uh, you got to wait a while, no?
0: Yeah, yeah. But uh, anyway, thanks, Steve, and look forward to talking to you next week.
1: Yeah, good to catch up with you and the list and everyone stay healthy and then catch up again.
0: Thanks, mate. Take care. All the best. You've been listening to a 1FM podcast.